Very good. You know, I know you guys did give a bit of a clap, but uh, there's so much that goes into something like this, even in just our context. Uh, you know, Colin, Dan, Roxy, putting up all those lights outside with their own fair hand, people bringing snacks, and Todre doing coffees, and uh, the band, and set up and everything. So we just want to say a huge thank you. It's uh, such a privilege, and thank you for all of your help. So let's give everyone a clap who's helped it happen. Thank you. Brilliant. So just for a short bit, kids are in the mix and there's babies and everyone, so don't worry about tears and crying and all those sorts of things. I trust that it won't happen, but uh, if it does, uh, moms, we won't be uh, upset in the slightest. Um, but I, I, I wanted to look today at three gifts. So uh, for those of you who are part of Hope Church, there's many visitors here tonight, but we, we sort of did a run into Christmas. Uh, we did some preachers uh, last week, and one of them we covered was the wise men. And the wise men coming to Jesus. And so I'm going to do a little bit of a follow-on here. Um, if you have your Bibles, you can turn to Matthew 2. If not, it's going to be up on the screen. But I just want to read from uh, Matthew 2, verse uh, 10, actually, to 11. And uh, this is where it says, it starts off here. It says, when they saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. And going into the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and they fell down and worshipped him. Now, these magi, these wise men, they weren't actually three. We don't know. Uh, three really comes from the gifts that they gave, but we actually don't know the number. There was probably likely an awful lot more than three, but they had traveled hundreds of kilometers because of prophecies that they had seen years before talking about how this king of the Jews was going to come about. And if you look back historically, it's likely that they might have actually been trained by Daniel. Now, some of you may know the story of Daniel in the lion's den, you might not, or uh, his friends in the fiery furnace, but it's likely that Daniel, who came to prominence uh, as a follower of God in Persia at the time, uh, it's likely that he trained up many wise men under him, and these could have been some of the generations of these wise men. And so they would have heard stories from him, a follower of God, about prophetic words. Those are really words from Scripture that are to come to fulfillment in Christ. And so they would have seen these, and so they were tracking and going, when is the special star going to come? And they made this huge journey on the back of that. And so finally it comes to rest over this town called Bethlehem, a prophecy about that as well as in, in Scripture. And so they were full of joy and expectation. Could they finally be at their destination? Was this for real? Were they the special uh, ones who were able to see this? Could this finally be the boy king they were searching for? And so they enter the house, as it says there. When they saw the star, they rejoiced, and going into the house, they saw the child with Mary's mother, and they fell down and worshipped him. Their instant response to being in the presence of the one who they believed to be the God King was to fall down and to worship. Now, these men were highly educated. They were incredibly successful. They were as wealthy as you could be. And it's just so amazing that the moment they see this baby and recognize who he is, their response as successful, wealthy, highly educated men, status in all the land, was to fall down in worship. Astounding. His power, his presence, his worth. And so the question for each of us is, what is our perspective on Christ? Now, maybe if you're exploring faith here tonight, your perspective will be, well, I don't know if this is true or not, well, you can explore. And actually, there's some amazing booklets we have at the back called Making the Christmas Connection and also The Life of John. Take one with you. Explore faith. The wisest thing you can do as any person on earth 
is to explore if this could be for real, which I believe that it is. But if you're a Christ follower here tonight, are you prepared to lay aside? Ah, thank you, Rory. Much better. You see, that is why we have such good sound men. I love it. Thank you. Just do that to me again if I misbehave. I'm supposed to be keeping it here so you can hear. So as a Christ follower, what is your response and mine when it comes to encountering Jesus? Are we prepared to lay aside everything that we have, the status that we have, what people think of us in society, and lay it all aside for the sake of the king? You see, everything else is meaningless in comparison to Jesus. And so my challenge to us over this Christmas time is to allow the greatness of the God King to affect everything that we do and everything that we think. And so that's what they do first. First response to encountering Jesus, what are we going to do? We fall down and worship. Next one, it says here, then opening up their treasures, they offered him gifts, gold and frankincense and myrrh. I've got an interesting thing to share with you. What did the wise men say? This isn't actually in scripture, but just so that you guys know what they said. What did the wise men say after they offered up their gifts of gold and frankincense? Anyone know? Anyone know what they actually said that moment that it happened? They said, wait, there's myrrh. Just so you guys know, that is what they said. I think they were kind of humorous guys, but if you didn't catch that, I'm, I'm sorry. So anyway, the first thing that they say or well, the first thing they bring out is gold. Now, this was, of course, incredibly valuable, as it is now. But at most baby showers that I know of, this isn't a standard gift. It's usually nappies and wet wipes. And if you're incredibly sort of, you know, you've got some wealthy friends, maybe they'll give you some great clothes, or maybe parents might go all out and give you a pram and those sorts of things. But gold is not something that we received. I was a bit upset that we didn't because I thought, come on, we're working at the church. You guys know the story of the wise men, our kids. I thought the least people could have done for Sarah was to give gold bars, but they didn't. Anyone here who's a mother receive gold bars for your baby shower? Anyone? None. You guys also have bad friends. So <laughs> gold is a strange thing to give to a mom and dad at the birth of a baby. It's not the normal thing we would do. So why did these wise men do it? Because they recognized that this baby was royalty. That's why they did it. Gold was a gift given to royalty, given to kings, and only kings or wealthy people usually possessed it. But the first treasure gift they come out with, it's not wet wipes, it's not nappies, it's gold. And that very intentionally from the wise men was to say, the magi was to say, we recognize that this baby is king. He's royalty. So that's the first thing. Jesus Christ is king. He was born on earth as a king. He'll forever be a king. Not just an earthly king, but king over all earthly kings. King over all governments. King over all presidents. King over all business leaders. The one true king now and for all eternity. And I, I so want to encourage you that he is the safest one to put your life in. He's the safest one to put the future in his hands and not in your own merit and in your own ability. The safest and most peaceful place is in the hands of the eternal king. Secondly, what did they bring out with? Frankincense. Now, being in Nyanga as a child and growing up there, we used to love building forts out and about in the different pine forests. Anyone else like to build forts? If you're an adult, you can put your hand up to say you used to like doing it. A few people, well done, T and I. A few others brave enough, well done. If you haven't ever done that and you're 40, 50, 60, Next time you go, please can you do it? You've missed out on life. 
So you need to. So we would build these forts. But the one thing that I hated is getting that horrible pine sap all over your fingers and over your clothes. And it doesn't come off with soap. It was one of the frustrating things. I'm a very clean boy and a very clean man. Um, asked Sarah. And so I just hated like those sorts of dirt on my hands and things. Anyway, it's the sticky sap, pine sap. And that's what frankincense is. It comes out of a tree as a sap and then it hardens into a resin and it smells beautiful when burnt. Um, it's got a very, very pleasant uh, smell and it was as valuable as gold in that time. Many trade routes were built along frankincense areas where it came out of the trees. Incredibly valuable was frankincense, a resin like the pine resin some of you might know. But interestingly, its primary use was in worship. So it was a gift given that was used in temple worship. Both followers of God, followers of other faiths would burn it. And it was considered to be one of the few acceptable to the gods. And so it was burnt. And that's why it had such value. In fact, in the Christian faith, it was the only incense that was acceptable. And the name frankincense means pure incense. It means absolute purity. But it was used for worship. It was the very best you could get. And so the wise men, the magi, in this moment, they were recognizing that this baby here was not only king, but he was a divine king. He was worthy of worship. He was God in the flesh. And so just as in the temple there was worship of God and this incense, incense was, was burnt, they were saying the reason why he deserves it is because he's God and he's here with us now in the flesh. And that's why they gave that to him. You see, before Jesus, only the high priests could go into the Holy of Holies, be in the very presence of God. And this high priest could go in once a year, and he had a rope tied around his ankle, and then the other guy stood on the other side of the curtain. And he had to be so pure and make sure that he had asked for forgiveness for the different uh, sins that he had done over the year and in that moment, because otherwise he couldn't stand in the presence of a perfect God. He'd be struck down dead, and then they'd pull him out with a rope. So he wasn't the best job to be. You didn't want to be a high priest in those days. Um, but the point is, is that they were now saying that that holy of holies was now available to all of us in the flesh, but the divine king. And then they brought out something very interesting. I'll close with this. The third one they brought out was myrrh. It was myrrh. And this was another resin. So it also came out as a sap, a resin. Tastes horrible. So myrrh doesn't taste very nice. In fact, the word myrrh means bitter. That's what it means. Also valuable, not as valuable as the others. But what's so interesting with this is that its primary usage for many was in burials. The body would be wrapped in some of this resin with other aloes. In fact, Jesus, when he died and he was in the tomb, he was wrapped by Joseph of Arimathea inside or wrapped in those cloths with myrrh and with aloes. And so this was a very interesting thing to give to a baby. It would be the same today as people coming to a baby shower and bringing a coffin. That's what it'd be like. That's what they were doing. A very, very strange gift to give to a baby. Imagine that. There's nappies and maybe there's gold and maybe those, there's, there's all, all those sorts of things. And someone brings a coffin and says, hey, we, we just really want to give you a gift for your baby. You'd sit and go, but why? but very intentional from the wise men. Why did they give that? What did it represent? Well, they were giving it prophetically because they would have studied this and they would have seen this to go, this baby has actually been born to die. 
And so we're giving him this gift, but actually it's proof that his life's going to be difficult on earth, and he's actually going to go through the most horrific payment on the cross for your sin and mine. And so they were foretelling what was going to happen to this God King. So we have these three incredible gifts as I close. Gold that recognized Jesus as royalty, king overall. Frankincense that speaks of a God coming into the world, divine, divine nature, God in the flesh. And then finally, myrrh, a gift demonstrating Jesus as man, but man coming to die. And so the question, as I close off today, is what will you offer to Jesus this Christmas? What will you bring to him in 2023 for the king that he is? For some of you who don't know God yet tonight and you're exploring, the greatest thing you could bring is to explore, is to lay aside hurt, to lay aside frustration with the church at large, to, to lay aside success and to go, if this happens to be God, wow, I'm going to explore this for all I'm worth. And you could explore. If you're a Christ follower here tonight, it would be to say, maybe you haven't done this, or maybe over the year this has happened, as your focus has slightly moved to things of lesser value than the king. And so maybe even at Christmas time, they've moved a lot more to earthly gather, gatherings and, and celebration and earthly gifts. Maybe in the marketplace, it's moved an awful lot more to, to profit making or even survival. And today, God would say, just as the wise men did, it's worth laying aside everything and worshiping the king. It says in Romans 12, verse 2, it says in response to, in view of the mercies of God, offer yourselves as a living sacrifice. Lay yourself down for him. He's worth it. Be the best decision you and I could ever make. And so as I close, it's interesting when we set this up, we didn't plan this, but we set up the tree. We've got beautiful gifts that many of you have given for orphans and elderly who can't afford it. We're so grateful. Thank you so much. We're supporting four different organizations with meals and those sorts of things happening. But thank you for your gifts. We were wrapping more that people brought last night. But on one side, we have a celebration. Why? Because the God King came. We celebrate that he was here and he was born and that's something wonderful to celebrate. But we also stand in the middle and we look to the cross because that's why he came. He came because he had to die and he came on a mission to die. It was purposeful. It was focused. It wasn't by accident that Jesus died. It was planned. But it's an empty cross because he rose again. And we stand Christmas, Easter, but it's the best place to live, celebrating the God who came but looking with our focus and our purpose to he died and rose again so that we might live and we might share that truth with others. And so let's stand together. We've got one more song to sing. I'd love us to stand. The kids, you have been amazing. Moms with babies, you have been brilliant. I'll hand this back over to Mike. And I just want to pray as we sing Emmanuel God with us because I believe he's with us now. He's with you now. It doesn't matter what you've gone through in the past week. And it's been a tough week. It's been a tough year for many. It doesn't matter the battles that you're going through. I want you to know that he knows and he's here. Emmanuel means God with us. And so as you sing, you can maybe even for the first time say, God, I recognize that you're here. But Lord Jesus, thank you that you are the greatest gift. Thank you that the wisest men of the time recognized that. I pray that we would recognize it as well. Thank you that you are king. Thank you that you're God in the flesh. Thank you that you paid the ultimate price for each one of us so that we would have a relationship with a perfect God. That we would live with you now with a focus and a purpose on earth, that our life would have meaning. 
And we look forward to an eternity with you because of the price paid for us on the cross. I thank you that now you're with us. In our brokenness, you're with us. In our pain, you're with us. If you're hurting today, he's with you. In our celebration, you're with us. Each moment of every day, whether we're awake or asleep, you're with us. Pray that we would know that as we sing that today. Your name we pray. Amen. Let's sing together. Thanks, guys.